Greetings and salutations, sports fans nationwide. You have entered the Sports Opinion Log podcast. I'm your host, the People's Sportscaster, Lex Anderson, here to talk about the New York Yankees, who I used to label as the toast of Major League Baseball, who have fallen from glory and are dead last in the AL East, thanks in part to Aaron Boone. Shout out to my sister, Harpy's Fury, who she calls Baboon, and Clay Holmes, who should not be a closer, combining to ruin uh, Domingo Armand's spectacular start performance. He pitches eight and one-third inning, allows a man on base, and Aaron Boone immediately comes to pull him when he allowed a runner on, only to put in Clay Holmes, who is atrocious. And Clay Holmes did what he does best, earning his seventh blown save of the season as the Yankees, who were up 2-0 in the eighth inning, three runs given up by the Yankees, in the ninth, resulting in a 3-2 final score loss. Social media, as usual, does what they do best, calling for Brian Cashman to be fired, calling Aaron Boone a puppet, which he is. I didn't watch the Yankees postgame because they lost. There's no need for me to watch the Yankees postgame, but I did check it out, Yes Network, on Twitter, where you could find me at Lex Anderson underscore WS. And Boone, in his acknowledging his role in the loss, in my opinion, he comes across as condescending. He comes across as arrogant. Kind of snarky. Kind of conceited. I, I honestly didn't like the tone of Aaron Boone explaining on why the Yankees lost. This is not the first time Aaron Boone has done this with Armand on the mound. I believe there was a loss against the Red Sox last season where Aaron Boone comes to pull him when he allows a runner on base late in the game and it results in a Yankee loss. Boone conceded post-game that some of that falls on me, his boneheaded decision-making. He says, just thought it was the right decision to do that there. Obviously, it didn't work. Close quotes. What are you talking about, baboon? He also further explains, I just didn't want Armand to be in a situation where he wasn't going to do anything but win that game. I felt it was the right decision to make in the moment. Close quotes. What the hell is Aaron Boone talking about? Something about how he felt that his fastball velocity was declining and how he's allowed seven home runs this year. But when Clay Holmes took to the mound, he had an ERA of, I believe it was 3.75. But he's now blown seven games. The Yankees, 30 games into the season, are 15-15. and Clay Holmes 
should not be the closer. Clay Holmes is starting to resemble Araldis Chapman, smiling like an idiot while the Bronx crowd is raining booze on him. And in his stupid post game, he talks about not doing his job, right, his simple job. And the way he was all over the place, you know, the yes commentary guys talking about the sinker, the sinker, the sinker. But yet, Clay Holmes was all over the place, up and out of the zone, up and out of the zone. He didn't even record an out. <laughs> zero earned runs, zero Ks. It was terrible. Honestly, terrible. And the way in which it went down so fast is honestly infuriating. I'm sitting there watching the game, channel surfing between with all the other games that were on and wrestling and the NBA. So I'm channel surfing, you know, but I'm like, all right, holding it down. But nope. Clay Holmes takes to the mound and immediately the game was over. Dare I say that the Yankees season is over already, right? 30 games in. Am I being overboard? With this assessment, the answer is part yes and part no. Part yes because the notable injuries for the Yankees as of May 1st, Aaron Judge, Harrison Bader, Giancarlo Stanton, Josh Donaldson, all on the 10-day injured list, Luis Severino, Carlos Rodon, 15-day I.L., but it gets even worse. Jonathan Lewisica, Tommy Conley, Lou Trevino, Trevino, excuse me. Uh, he went for a second opinion, a second opinion, and he will now be having Tommy John surgery. His season is over. Frankie Montas, another lemon that Cashman picked up from the Oakland Athletics. Probably won't be back to midseason, if at all. Scott Efros, Luis Gil, also joining Trevino with the Tommy John surgery. Are the Yankees cursed? Is their medical staff atrocious you could say yes and no to both of them honestly <laughs> but back to Clay Holmes an era and a single later and then the bases were loaded Josh Naylor game tying single Clay Holmes gets pulled for being useless and then here comes Wandy Peralta <laughs> walk, giving a walk with the bases loaded that secured the third and decisive run. And Emmanuel Klaus closes the door with Aaron Hicks, of all players, being the one to end the game. 
back to Brian Cashman. We all know what the definition of insanity is. Doing the same thing over and over again. And every time the Yankees go on a horrific losing streak. Every time the offense goes MIA. Fire Brian Cashman. The late George Steinbrenner would never allow this to happen. It's 2023, folks. It's actually May 2nd, 2023. God rest his soul, the late, great George Steinbrenner. He won't be walking through the door. We know how Steinbrenner can't shine his dad's shoes. It is what it is with this Yankee team. There's a, a follower of mine, Brooklyn, Maine. Cool guy. You know, a couple, the last couple of seasons... He's been calling for the firing of Aaron Boone and Brian Cashman. And I guess in my delusion, I had said, well, you know, there are certain factors that didn't play out for the Yankees. You know, the Houston Astros and Boston Red Sox being cheaters that potentially could have cost us anywhere from two to three World Series championships. But now that I see on Twitter people breaking down financially how the Yankees could have acquired a Trey Turner, a Manny Machado, a Bryce Harper, a Corey Seager, a Freddie Freeman, Yankees could easily have afforded two of those big names that I mentioned. But instead, we have the likes of Franchi Cordero, Willie Calhoun, Oswaldo Cabrera. He's there, but he's not providing anything at the plate. <sighs> Isaiah kind of falefa. Injury prone Josh Donaldson, old aging veteran. And these are all deals that Brian Cashman has made. Letting go the good players that Yankee fans loved. Gio Oshella, Matt Carpenter, Luke Voigt. Makes no sense. Makes no sense whatsoever. So I can't get on here and say, fire Brian Cashman, fire Aaron Boone. I would like for them to be fired, but there's no point in me screaming about it. Like I've made mention, zero starts. Rodon, Severino, Montas, Clark Smith, and Johnny Brito are a combined two wins, six losses with an ERA over six. The only saving grace has been Garrett Cole, undefeated 5-0, ERA of 1.11, who's given up no home runs. Not bad. You know, the sad thing is that in New York City, there are lots of things that you can do in New York City. You could catch a movie, 
You could catch a Broadway show. You could go out to eat. You could do a museum or a gallery. Fun things. I got an email yesterday that said that the Yankees had tickets for $5.01. And early in the day, I thought to myself, wow, pretty early in the season, because the Yankees always have good deals, good ticket prices. And I'm thinking, wow, it's so early in the season for them to be doing this. Because, of course, with global warming, it's cold in May. It's not in the nice, crisp, mid-60 degree weather. It's cold out here. It's in like the mid-50s. Cinco de Mayo's around the corner. It's going to be cold. I don't like seeing baseball games out in the cold, number one. But the number two was that just before the game last night started, Aaron Judge, 10-day IL. So, of course, that would make sense why the Yankees would be giving $5 tickets during a stretch that Aaron Judge won't be in the lineup. And to that, I say no thank you. Because when you have someone like Domingo Armand giving you eight and one-third innings, shutting out the Guardians, you let him finish what he started. You don't put this trash-ass bum, Clay Holmes, to blow the game, to leave the mound with a stupid smile on his face. What are you smiling for? What What's so funny? Again, thankfully, there were other games last night. I was channel surfing. Because if I had been focused on that game and that game only, I would have been pissed. Again, back to Brian Cashman. The terrible signings and moves that he's made. Why would you give Carlos Rodon six years at $162 million? Why? I've said time and time again, and the stats prove it. Whenever the Yankees give big money to a National League pitcher, it never works initially. If not at all. The majority of the time. And here we are again. Radon suffered a left forearm strain during spring training, and now he has back stiffness. But Rodon was known to kind of be injury prone. Had one good season with the San Francisco Giants. And here comes Cashman offering a boatload of money. Why? We needed help in the outfield. Everybody hates Aaron Hicks. Why is he still on the team? Aaron Hicks is still on the team because there's no championship standard for the Yankees anymore. Plain and simple. No championship standard. This is as good as it's going to get. So when I face that reality, I can be better prepared to be the right kind of Yankee fan. To finally realize that ever since that beautiful World Series championship in 2009, when they unveiled the inaugural season of the new Yankee Stadium. 
that cost $1.5 billion. A good portion of it picked up by the taxpayers because who needs affordable housing in New York City or in the Bronx when the Steinbrenners need a new billion-dollar stadium for the history and the legacy of the New York Yankees? The Yankees have spent upwards of $2 billion from 2010 to 2000 to today, actually, till today, especially with Aaron Judge getting the nine years, 360 million. It's definitely way past a billion, $2 billion at this point in payroll. The late great Steinbrenner wanted an all-star at every position. And now here are the Yankees getting by with Josh Donaldson not re-signing Andrew Benintendi. And what, Cashman was uh, given an extension of four years? Yeah, I'm not going to waste my time calling for him to be fired. Boone is a puppet. He's smug and arrogant and cost us the game. Plain and simple. I'm not here to sugarcoat. So I will do my due diligence as a Yankee fan and take away any expectations I have for this team. (laughs) Well, one would be a fool to say that the Yankees are championship contenders because that's not the case and it's early in the season. Anything can happen. But right now at 15 and 15, the Yankees are at 500. They've lost four games in a row, three and seven their last 10 games. They're eight and a half games out of first place, which is owned by the Tampa Bay Rays. 23 and 6. Baltimore Orioles, 19 and 9. The Rays are always a thorn in our side. The Baltimore Orioles is suddenly in second. Blue Jays, 18 and 11. Red Sox, 16 and 14. And again, the horrifying losses. We split a series with the Twins, who lead the AL Central. But the Texas Rangers stomped us out three out of four games. And they're on top of the West right now. The Rangers over the Astros by a game and a half. Yankees better figure it out quick. But technically, that's the sad part, right? There's nothing to figure out. They have all these players on the IL. Nearly 15 players. It's not a complete team. Let's see what happens when the Yankees have a complete team that can take the field. But as for right now, they're showing the season, they don't have one. No need for me to push the panic button. I'll do what I always do. I'll wait till the all-star break and the all-star game and I think you should too do I have anything in closing here I definitely do have something in closing give me one minute it was historic and I definitely want to add that to the mix this past weekend Major League Baseball had its first ever Mexico City series 
and it was the San Diego Padres taking on the San Francisco Giants. And while it was really the Slam Diego Padres who showed up, because the Padres and Giants combined for 11 home runs, six hit by the Padres, six by the Giants, two of them by Manny Machado. Mexico City over 7,000 feet above sea level, way higher than the Colorado Rockies, and they definitely got it rocking. Excuse me, make that 7,349 feet above sea level. It was a two-game set. It was the highest elevation for a big league game. And the fans responded. The Padres came out wearing their uh, Nike City Connect jerseys with the sea foam fitted hats, which is a beauty. Which is a beauty. I might have to cop one of them sea foam hats for real for the summer. Got to see how that's looking. And if I did or didn't say it, the final score was sixteen eleven. Excuse me. Just amazed at all the home runs. The Padres also outhit the Giants 17 to 13. And there was also four instances of back-to-back home runs. When you look at the scoring summary, it's honestly insane. In the third inning, we had for the Giants. Crawford and Wade Jr. homering. And then in the third inning, Cruz and Nola hitting home runs. In the fourth, Juan Soto and Xander Bogarts. And in the fifth, you had Fernando Tatis Jr. and Manny Machado. And then in the seventh, you had for the Giants... Sabal and Valar, truly a back and forth game. So that was very exciting being a sports historian. I definitely wanted to note that in the annals of sports history of what occurred that day on April 29th. And there's even more history. Uh, There was a crowd of 19,611 people, which filled the ballpark. The game did take three hours and 44 minutes. Uh, even though the pitching clock was in effect, but when you're launching that many home runs, it just goes crazy like that. Xander Bogarts also became the first player to homer in regular season games in four countries, U.S., Canada, and England. England would be when the uh, Boston Red Sox got swept by the Yankees in that two-game set. So that is pretty cool stuff. And there's also something else. They also actually made mention of who will be playing next season. And I believe that will be the Colorado Rockies taking on the Houston Texans. Let me just get some verification on that. 
I always want to provide the real deal information here. See what we got here. I know, sadly, it will be the Houston Astros because uh, I did save the picture. Hold on here. What do we got? What do we got? Oof. I got a lot of likes going on here. Which I was hoping that they had had in the actual article that I was reading. Hold on here. Yeah, I got to get rid of some of these likes. Yep, I was right. Rockies and Astros set to play in the regular season series in Mexico in 2024. So yeah, I was right the first time around. But it's always best to just verify. And so sadly, the Yankees will be playing well, right about now. So let me go check out the team and see what's going on. Thankfully, though, we have NBA playoffs going on and we have NHL playoffs going on right now. The Toronto Maple Leafs are taking on the Florida Panthers. And I believe we have two games. Uh, I know that the Knicks are taking on the 76. Sorry, the New York Knicks are taking on the Miami Heat. Game two, thankfully for the Knicks, which gave away home court, losing game one. Jimmy Butler will not be playing due to uh, ankle sprain, injured ankle. So uh, hopefully the Knicks can pull out the victory. And we also have game one, the Seattle Kraken taking on the Dallas Stars. That should be wild. So, uh, yep, time to get the game time going. Until next time, sports fans nationwide, Lex Anderson signing out.